0: Good day, Naked Vocalist, episode 6, Chris Johnson here. Steve Giles here. It's like a register, isn't it? Both to yourself. Both present. So let's carry on, shall we? Welcome. Welcome. We're glad to be back. Today, today's show is packed. Packed with info. What have we got, Christopher? We have questions on inconsistent voices and the bugbears of it. Also, what to expect from a lesson. And... How much to practice. I can't believe all of that is going to be in today's episode. It's also relevant. So that is jam-packed. But first, let's start off with
1: um, a little bit of news, Steve. Well, on the agenda today, I imagine this. Imagine waking up in the morning and green tea is brought to your bed. I'm By the... a yoga
0: masters. mistress. <laughs> Master.
1: Yep. Then you step out of bed. And you don't need slippers because it's really warm. That's probably a lie. No, because it's in the mountains, there's snow. Right. Anyway, put your slippers on. Put your slippers on. Walk to the breakfast bar. But on the way to the breakfast bar, you are diverted to the yoga room to do yoga. Yeah. An hour of that. Then some breakfast. Probably something really nice. And healthy. And healthy. And then to your first lecture of the day, workshop on riffing. By some industry amazing expert. Then on to your one-to-one lesson with, again, an industry expert. And then on to songwriting with people like James Ingram. And then you end the day in a social way by singing around a campfire, eating marshmallows from a stick.
0: Swapping um, stories of times past.
1: That, ladies and gentlemen, is probably something like the Winter Retreat in my mind anyway. (laughs) But we haven't been, so we can't 100%
0: ratify that. But it it certainly looks beautiful. But you can get more information, actually, if you go to our website, thenakedvocalist.com forward slash retreat. And it will take you straight to the page where you can see the pictures of like the mountains and the trees and the scenario that it's in. And I think the schedule is there, so you can see all of the workshop masters but essentially it's in February on the 21st I think in in California
1: and an event that any singer songwriter or anybody aspiring to be an artist in the music industry just needs to if you if you can I mean finance is probably a big one here but just such an opportunity so please consider it once in a lifetime if it needs to be
0: yeah and people from the uk do make it over there they do make it over there especially if they're really serious about getting into the industry so yeah check that out it sounds amazing we might possibly see you there yeah um now facebook and mailing lists we just want to talk about that just because the news from facebook is that they're gonna they're gonna change the rules and whenever you post something on your page as like we would do for the free content they won't put that out to as many people in the newsfeed. So very few people would see, you know, the free content, the free podcasts and all the free tutorials we put out there. So in that case, to bypass that huge problem, when you go to our Facebook page or our website, nakedvocals.com, or Facebook is forward slash TMV questions, sign up to the mailing list. The mailing list is is available as soon as you get to our website or it's in the tabs at the top of our Facebook page, just called mailing list. And if you join that mailing list, you will not miss a single free piece of content or tutorial or, or um, podcast ever again. We won't bombard you. It's only free cool things. yeah.
1: Free cool things. You just expect to get free cool things.
0: Yeah, so that's the best way to do it. Um, but let's talk about our exciting experience with
1: Doyle. Doyle, the wonderful man from Mich- Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. He got in touch about hydration and his voice and performing and um, asked us some questions about that, and we just thought that it would just be the best thing to get in touch with him, and um, after listening to some of his recordings, we actually got on Skype and, and worked some, some stuff with him, didn't we? Yeah, so I mean, well, first of all, check out his recording. Here's a song by Maroon 5 clouds are shrouding us in moments unforgettable you twist to fit the mold that I am in but things just get so crazy living life gets hard to do and I would gladly hit the road get up and go if I knew that someday it would lead me back to you that someday it would lead me back to you
0: so there he is, our friend in the US, rocking out. And he sings in a rock band casually. He designs Mustangs as a job, doesn't he? I didn't even think that was real. I know. Uh, who does that? I couldn't believe it when he told us. But yes, yeah, so he's in the USA designing Mustangs. So he sings in the rock band on his spare time. And he says he has a great time in that band. But um, yeah, he often takes a while to get warm. Or you know, some of the songs like that Maroon 5 one really test his range can sometimes be a pain in the ass. And that was his main bugbear. So what we thought we would do was use use Doyle as a kind of an experiment, which he was completely happy with, uh, and an experiment to see how few exercises we can use to get Doyle to experience what he wants. How simple can the approach essentially be to get him in the right spot and then measure the success over the over the the course of time yes absolutely so we will be hooking up with him again but the first thing we wanted to do was stabilize his larynx a larynx that is stable that is relaxed and remains in the same position in the throat is one that is easier to deal with creates a, a more um steady voice So, we we took that approach, and also we wanted to take the approach of getting Doyle more into his head voice, the upper part
1: of his voice, where
0: so many guys and girls tend to sort of avoid. Mm.
1: And again, that that just adds onto the stable larynx thing on those pitches. You know, it might be a little bit light and fluffy for him up there at the moment, but what it's telling his body is. It's it's okay to have a stable larynx in that part of his voice.
0: Yeah, and it reduces strain, tension, and problems with resonance. So that was the approach that we took. And for those for that approach we chose two exercises. One was a combination of, of the sounds we and wo for his head voice coming from the top down. So essentially we were asking Dol to go Wee or Woo from from the high head voice. And notes. even kind of breaking them up into like
1: wee 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 woah 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 yeah
0: and then and then maybe some wee 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 just to spend a bit more time up there so he'll be working on those for the top part of his voice and for the for the notes that are in his bridge which is something that we've mentioned in previous podcasts the tricky notes between e and g which he has to sing in that tune and further we've chosen the uh, the sound 111 as that that sound there is particularly useful at stabilising a larynx and uh, yeah, creating some more some more
1: freedom in the sound, right? Yes, and in future we will record this stuff uh, and and so everyone can hear the the results. And it's pretty tricky to to get an idea of exactly what's going on when we're talking about it. Yeah. But um, really, we just swapped out the the, the word on the on the song that he was singing that originally had a touch of tension on it for the word one, and immediately he was quite surprised in the, in the feeling and sensations he was getting from that
0: yeah and we will update you with his sounds but that's in podcast four where we've essentially tried or recommended the same approach for sorting songs in that podcast so you can go back and listen to that if you want some more information as to why that works but in in the three sounds that we chose for Doyle we whoa and one they all begin with w, mm. as that is such a good choice um, as a consonant to help stabilise the larynx. So if you feel like you are a bit strained in certain parts of your voice, maybe that's something to try. Absolutely. We and one. Shall we move on to the questions? Yes. So
1: let's start with question one. I'll reel this one off. Go for it. Some days I can sing really well, and others I don't seem to be able to sing at the same standard. Why slash what causes this? And that's from Luke Raggett. Luke, shall I begin? Go for it, man.
0: Now, holy bejesus, this subject is enormous. It, it, literally, I can't think of a number bigger than a zillion. Is there, is there bigger than that? I, I'm not even going to say. There are so many reasons as to why that could be, but we'll try and sort of narrow it down to uh, a few variables, beginning with, I guess, the body.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people really don't consider how much effect health has on the voice directly, even as directors singing a high C. How much good health affects it. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, we you know we're not made of steel or or iron or other strong substances. We don't have an on-off switch, which allows us to go into singing mode, unfortunately. Um, and so we really need to consider these, these health aspects. Lack of sleep, dehydration, poor intake of micronutrients. They are the bits and bobs from food, like vitamins. Perfect answer. What's, okay, macronutrients, tell me what they are. Protein, carbs and fat. Wow. Boom. So we need to, you know, if there's a misbalance in those things as well, honestly, and I I know people bang on about diets and losing fat and things, but actually considering what proteins, fats and carbs you take and in in what order and how much really will have an effect on your overall Mm. well-being. It optimises your body type. Absolutely. It's so different for people. So different. Everyone's different. And uh, and so on the flip side, to take that onto a positive, if we can, yeah, as you say, optimise all of these things, such as... um, Eating well, sleeping as much as we need to, and uh, and just trying to take as many stresses out of of our lives as possible, such as getting good sleep as well. Um, Did I say that one?
0: Well, yeah, getting good sleep is important. Stress is people see stress as being like you know freaking out, like mind yeah related, but stress is anything that essentially stimulates stress hormone in the body. Which affects singing and it re- affects so many things. So that could be physical or mental. Even
1: as far as, which blows my mind, people think going to the gym is, is smashing out some weight is really healthy. When actually, it's another stress on the body. It's
0: a big stress. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: but it's
0: a stress that the body, with the right recovery, will adapt to and only be stronger as a result of that stress. As long
1: as there's the recovery. That's yeah, the as yeah. long as those, yeah, that's it. Recover. So we need that's to recover so people and, um, you know... Late nights, food from garages, things like that, which is normally what well, a norm for a lot of singers, just doesn't. It almost promotes the problems. The problems, yeah, that we just talked about. So, um, if we consider how the body feels in general when when things are out of sync, such as like tiredness, aching muscles, losing the will to kind of actually live, and um, the voice muscles will respond in exactly the same way. Also, to consider the fact that when we are tired and things, we change the way we speak things normally get a bit more lower and a bit more labored yeah like my voice this morning to be honest yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) it is it's interesting because the voice is a window into the soul you know from from a telephone conversation you can tell whether someone is upset you can tell whether they're happy you can tell whether they're tired almost any physical state or mental state people who are astute to it can really hear that in someone's voice so that's interesting point you make that your voice will just express the problems in your body and mind absolutely and sometimes you just need to be aware that you might need to approach
1: it in a certain way yeah all these things will have an effect on the consistency of of what you're doing every day there Luke so if on from there I mean more directly with the voice have you got anything to say about that yeah it's kind of it's kind of linked to what you said you know the, the the
0: stresses and strains um sometimes speaking a lot or singing a lot Someone in telesales might have a problem with this. A teacher, classroom teacher, you know, their vocal cords may be in a state anyway from the stresses of their job, and uh, also they may be in a state of of lack of recovery. And when when vocal cords aren't recovered and the muscle fibers are just just a little bit tired out, they they just don't work that well. And singing is a precision activity It's absolutely precise, and anything can ex- it can ex- affect that precision. So there's the state of the vocal cords. Um, also, you know, when you hear changes in the sound of someone's voice to what's normal, that points towards the state of the singer physically and mentally, but it also hints towards the, the physical positions of the vocal tract and the elements of that, and that includes the larynx and the vocal cords and the mouth, etc., And there is an optimum positioning for those elements which create the best function. But when one of those is out for whatever reason, it's just important to know how to get it back quickly through choosing exercises. And the best place to start is with the speaking voice to get that back on track track and sounding good. Like you said earlier, you know, if we've had a late gig Mm. and the work schedule's been hardcore, you've been up early to teach and to a gig again. Sometimes I'm talking like this, and that is no good for my singing voice. And I need to remember to use something like the straw exercise that's on our um, YouTube channel to get my speaking voice back to a vibrant place, mm. back to where it works, back to where it, it. works, um, as that's where the best function in the voice will begin. Going on from that, sometimes you might just be more stiff or more tense from the previous day's activities, and so you might need to concentrate more on your warm up, um, ensuring that those elements of like stiffness and tension are or have exercises chosen for them to get you in a good place quickly. The other thing in singing is that you might need to make some adjustments to your tone. Um, And for the geeks that is called vowel tuning and and that's through positioning of the larynx, of the tongue, the jaw and the mouth to get you sounding like you do on the good days. And uh, I think that's ultimately the battle is really it's about knowing how you sound when it's going well, Mm. knowing how that tone, colour sounds, looks, however you want to say it, the picture of your voice. You just, you just need to know intrinsically what it sounds like so that you can choose exercises to get you to that spot
1: real quick. Especially if things are feeling like they're out. Or or even if you don't know, you may not even know if they're out, but if you've got, like you say, if you've got this kind of home feeling, sensation yes. and sound that you, that you know, all right, that's where I'm supposed to be, um, if you notice, I've just changed the way in which I'm speaking now. Yeah, ah. <laughs> and we've pitched up. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly that. So it's getting back to that place to create that energy and just get back to where things are going to work out right for your voice.
0: That's right. Mm. It is all about tone. You know, that really points towards so many things. And then, you know, the other, obviously, the other half of it, which is what a teacher can help you with, and research, to be fair, um, is having a bunch of tools available to you that you know will get you into that spot in one way or another. So yeah, being very familiar with your tone, your voice when it's good, and spotting it when it's not there like that, or oh, like that, or breathy or whatever, and then using tools to get you back there. And that way you can create
1: consistency day to day. Yeah, it's close to. That's, you know yeah. It's never going to be perfect, as we might have mentioned in one of the previous podcasts, but to summarise Luke, health, optimise it. Daily. Daily. You know, be the best. Yeah. And then consider the exercises that are going to work towards which way your voice sits sits well.
0: Yeah, and work with someone to find
1: your optimum sound,
0: your optimum pitch and tone. Perfect. Okay, cool. Question two. Shall I read this one? Go ahead. Um, I've always wanted to sing and think I can to some extent, but I want to take lessons to see if I can actually do something or if I should hang up the chords now. <laughs> um, as I haven't taken lessons before, because it's a little daunting in brackets, um, I'd love to know what I should expect. So,
1: there we are. What to expect from a lesson. I mean, for me, immediately, this is a massive depends um, on the on the teacher. Yeah. But what do you have to say about that? Um, expect to be nervous. <laughs> I mean, I, God. I mean, I've had a
0: billion lessons in my life. Every time I get the other side of the piano... I get nervous, so I just need to relax. Even now? Even now? Yeah, absolutely. Just take time to, I had one yesterday. I I just take time to relax, okay? So you will be nervous a little bit, but that's like everyone. But yeah, it depends on the teacher's style and and the training they've had. um, That will tailor their approach. Um, But from my point of view, it's to work partly on achieving goals through controlled environments like exercises, choosing certain sounds to get the singer what they want and where they want to be. And then moving as quickly from that as possible onto songs to see if that particular result that you get in the exercise, you can achieve it in a song on lyrics and melodies to create a good experience. So that's kind of oh, and also, you know, if, if the teacher is, is good, then all of that advice to get you in that place will be given to you in a way that you can practice at home right i think that's key um that can be through a lesson recording or a structured plan of action mm. and that is that is more to do with the format of what to expect in a lesson um but really for me one of the most important things to expect in a lesson is to screw it up mm. you can expect when trying stuff out solving problems doing style that you are definitely going to screw it up on your way to success and it, and the more open you are to that particular experience of of sounding like a douche on occasion. Um, it's totally cool. In fact, it's better that way. You learn more about, about your craft and eventually you will hone the difficult areas of your voice because you've gone there without any fear of screwing up. Face the demon It's
1: hard. It hard is to do hard. That, but yeah, you do definitely get the results back from it, don't you? If you yeah, do.
0: and pe- people yeah. that are not prepared to approach it like that, they're crippled by that fear. They just seem to progress either very slowly or not at all because that fear will just keep you in your safe zone. Mm. But the exciting rise eventually is in the danger spot, isn't it? Absolutely. It's in the scary yeah. bit. Yeah. It so, it may yeah. not feel like it at the
1: time, but it really is. Yeah. 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 And we,
0: um, you know you just got you just got um yeah, be open to that. So for me, yeah, the most important thing to expect in a lesson is to uh is to screw up um attempting some of the uh the really cool stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned about practice and guidance and things and you know the point is Although we're very much immersed in exercises, and because we know we've experienced the results you get from it, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what it's going to be. Like a teacher might give guidance in another way. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, might be walking around the room with a book on your head. You know, that that does, you know, that can help some people. Yeah, posturally. As, exactly, and that may be the thing that takes you to the next level as a singer. So it's worth considering everything. But it's, in terms of the format of the lesson, when you walk in, it's about just accepting the guidance from from that teacher. And say, it depends on their experience and what they're going to give you. But as a side note, you know, one one attitude that I think helps with the nerves thing we talked about and the pressure of a singing lesson is that it's funny. A lot of people, when they're singing lessons, that I speak myself and probably you, mm-hmm. that there's this feeling of I need to impress. Yeah, oh yeah. But it should be it should be flipped. It's like one of the only things or one of the 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 um, number of things that in life where we feel that and that actually, you know, like if you went to the doctors, for example, you've obviously got something you want to, want to get fixed. It might be like a broken arm mm-hmm. or something and you walk in and if you, you just wouldn't walk into the doctors with the same attitude, would you? Like, I've got my arms broken, can you fix it? And if the doctor would like You've, you've got it or you have it, I'm afraid.
0: Yeah. It's either broken or not. Yeah. So, so deal with it. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but, what I, I, you know, it's funny you say that, actually. It's not like you would walk into the doctors either and go, look how amazing my arm is. <laughs> 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 you know, you just... That's that whole, like, uh yeah, you, you go to the doctors with a problem. Yeah. Fix it. Fix it. You know, you don't... You don't in our country, that is, you know, pay for the doctor. We indirectly pay for the doctor. Yeah, we, yeah, but, yeah, we indirectly pay for the doctor. But, but you you know, you pay good money for singing lessons. Yeah. I don't want to go in there and 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 want to impress them as such. You know, I want to impress them maybe that I've actually practised.
1: Yeah. You know. But the point is, what do I need to fix my issues as a singer? Like, literally, the thought, the, the mantra you should have when walking into a singing lesson is... I've got issues, some issues. I'm brilliant at some other stuff, but I've got some issues. Tell me how to fix them, yeah. and how do I get better at the stuff I'm already doing well? And if if you walk out of there and it hasn't happened, something's gone wrong somewhere. Yes, to some extent. You, yeah. You know. Oh, totally. Yeah. And and you know,
0: I guess there's some there's some um, uh, groove to find between the teacher and the student mm. as to how best approach what's not working well. So it remains positive for the student, you know, because some teachers maybe feel a little bit um, feel like they might offend someone by saying, you know what, this is not quite right. Mm. And so teacher and student need to be able to approach that or be in the right mindset to approach that in a constructive way, don't they?
1: Yeah, that's a great point, actually, about the, the groove as well in finding you between you and the teacher. It's a balance, again, in, I, well, I think it's a balance between these two things. Finding the teacher that works for you at that moment in time, and that may change after a week or a month or two years. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to stick with that teacher the rest of your life.
0: Um, again, and, and, and do you know what, that's a good point. Sometimes that might be going between working on style and
1: technique. Right. So, so some, many things.
0: Some people are great at style, but can't help you fix a, a technical
1: problem. Yep. But then again, not dismissing someone immediately when you walk into the room just because. It didn't work out, or in fact, the, your, the attitude of the singer was so bad that there was no effort put into it. Oh, and I didn't, it didn't work out. I couldn't sing the song I wanted to sing. Well, that might have been more down to you than the teacher. Yeah. You know? so it's, some it's goals month. are
0: unachievable at that within an hour.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in an yeah, hour yeah. is very short, but yeah, some,
0: some people expect a lot or expect the impossible. Not that it's impossible over
1: time, but might be impossible within an hour. This, I think it's a ramp. but I'm going to continue it. Yeah. <laughs> X Factor. Oh, blimey. I've got an X Factor audition like in, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, and I need to sing Man in the Mirror. I've never had a singing lesson in my life. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and if, if they don't get through, you're rubbish teacher. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky one, that one. It is a tricky one. Yeah. So, yeah, you... I don't even you know. Did that answer the question? No, but it does come round to what, what should I expect... <laughs> Expect what's possible, not what's impossible. Mm, Is yeah. that another expectation that maybe should be addressed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. But yeah, finding the groove of the teacher and um being open to, open to some criticism, that's constructive. Yep. Isn't it? Like, you know, like like you wouldn't get offended if the doctor said you had a broken arm. Because of fact. your Your arm's broken. Oh. Yeah.
1: That's my inner self you're You can't me. sing a high C-sharp. Yeah, you can't sing high C sharp. <laughs> I'm not sure that's yeah. maybe a bit more tactful. Yeah. But, um, exactly that. Yeah, but why not? You know, it's like, yeah, my C-sharp isn't as good as my, my G, so let's fix it. Yeah, and, and you know, we can't...
0: It's not really that... If if you're brilliant at stuff, you might sing something, it's like, perfect, move on. You're brilliant at that, let's do stuff you're not brilliant at. Don't get offended. It's cool. Yeah, and, nice. that, and you will get the most out of your singing lessons if you expect to go in with some... Uh,
1: with some problem-solving sort of issues. Mm. <laughs> Off the back of that, maybe just prepare a song as well. <laughs> <laughs> just get a song ready as well, that'll probably... Yeah, that is really
0: important, by the way. <laughs> because I can do a teaching bugbear here. Go for it. Do you, what songs do you know? Oh, I don't know any. Did you ever get that? Yeah. You're in a singing lesson. <laughs> did, did you? Did you put this in your diary? Did we spring this on you? I thought you booked it. Tell her for the doctors. What's wrong? Nothing. What's wrong? Don't know. I might have something wrong with my ass, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> can you check? No, fine. Okay, see you later. <laughs>
1: I mean, we can kind of fluff around a little <laughs> bit and if we can find something, but let's... If you can give me some
0: direction. So, yes, pick a song that you know. The other thing is they say, oh, I don't mind, you pick one. Then you pick one and they don't know it and that goes round and round. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. There are a lot of songs out there. There are a lot of songs, so... You pick one that you find tricky that you can work on. And that's the best way. You might walk out of that lesson singing a song you could never sing before. Boom. How happy would you be? Be amazing.
1: Mm. So that is singing lessons we missed slash the name rant. Off. I don't even know who this is. Sorry for the rant, whoever you are. <laughs> but uh, we hope that answers the question somehow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so-, so last question. This is going quick today. This is good. Woo-hoo! Question three, I have lessons from time to time, another lesson one, uh, which are great, but I just don't know how much I should be practising between lessons. I'd love your wisdom on this, lads. Adam Phillips. Wisdom. 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 Good word, Adam. What does that mean? Does wisdom mean that, that we are God, God, God-like? Is it God,
0: demigod type things, aren't we? Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Uh, so, here's my wisdom. <laughs> um... Practice is key to success. I, there was there was a conversation on a Facebook page the other day, some singing Facebook page about this, and it had some interesting points. But how much practice really depends uh, from a, from one of the one of the basic issues is like muscular problems. Someone who's very tense um, might pull chest, if you know what that means, um, or someone who has a, a very light or no chest voice that often points towards faulty muscular patterns or inactive muscles and when that's the case repeating exercises frequently that solve that are key to creating that coordination pattern and activating the right muscles so in that case little and often is really really good so that that might be someone might do that every day yeah sometimes twice a day you know to, if they really want to get there quickly there's no harm in creating that sort of environment if it's right for them yeah, if they, if they if they are, yeah, trying to solve something that's that's muscular. Yeah, certainly. But going on from that, as coord as coordination becomes more instilled and actually the right muscles are in, are engaging when you sing, then most of the practice goes into the song environment. And again, that how much you sing songs depends on how much you need to sing songs. If you're a professional, you might have to practice those songs a lot. If they're not coming out quite as well as you'd like them, you might need to spend a bit more time finding the right spot. But if you're just doing it for fun, blimey, you don't need to be doing it a hell of a lot. So that's the, that's the depends on that front. But mm. I, I literally practice every time I go to the toilet. It, it, sounds, it, it sounds amazing in there, doesn't it? Does it? Does it irritate you that I do that? 100%. People at the studio, River Studios, people film the closed door with my voice coming behind it, just because I do it all the time. Even when the waiting room's full, as soon as I go in that toilet, it's practice time, babes. Let's get that
1: B going. I would. I mean, I don't film it. Don't you? No. You've had to hold yourself back, haven't you? Definitely not. <laughs> I'm
0: out of the door, if anything. <laughs> you know, practice... Practice is wherever you want to do it, and with style and improv, like experimenting and practicing constantly, even walking down the street, is how is how the best people get good at it. You know, you the best singers you can never shut them up because mm. they are singing all the time. They get to know their voice so well. So That's uh, quite a
1: review for yourself there. <laughs> I haven't called myself the best singer. Well, you can never shut you up. So I,
0: you can't shut me up. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best singer. You can never shout me out. <laughs> That's
1: what you didn't say. The, is, it, is it really? Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you can practice too much, can't you? You can. Like if you have problems in your voice that are a little, a little harder to solve, more stubborn. Sometimes excessively
1: practicing can create quite a lot of problems. It's just that practice makes permanent line that I like it's not practice makes perfect the thing is if it is going wrong if things are tight and you're ingraining that in then you're just going to keep on ingraining it in yeah if you're practising the slightly wrong thing it's going to compound and so so that needs to be considered things need to be comfortable all the time and if they're not then um, address that but in terms of actual time here Adam it's really hard to answer because as Chris said it just depends on so many things um I stuck a quote up on my teaching wall the other day, which was, uh, I am limited by my vision of what is possible.
0: Is that Steve Giles Online? Steve Giles Online. I'll do the plug for you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I expect that back at some point in episode seven. Sorry, carry on. Facebook.com forward
1: slash Steve Giles Online. All right, mate. Thing is, that quote seems, it's a lot of words actually. And when you read it back, it almost doesn't make sense. But for me, it's like, you know, just because it's what, some, like what somebody else does or what singers do doesn't mean it's necessarily right. 10, 15 minutes a day is like a general rule, but doesn't mean it's right for you in this world, in your life. If you want to be the best singer ever and the best that you can be anyway, maybe it's five hours a day that it takes to get there. And if that's your goal, then that's what you're going to have to do to do it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that. I mean, actually, seven minutes might be the optimal time for you to... to um, practice whatever it is you want to do it, um whatever goal it is like to get there you might have to practice seven seven minutes a day and that might be optimal for you but whatever it is it's finding that and that's the hardest thing I think in life is actually figuring out what works best for you. Yeah. And it might be four hours, might be seven minutes. Well what's natural as well, you
0: imagine you imagine um in the process of knocking barriers down in your voice, the amount of time you practice something generally goes down to almost now. Mm. Um, in some cases because you've nailed it yeah you've done it you understand it you know how to get it straight away um, and so you don't need to practice it something like the speaking voice would be a good example of that yeah once once you once you know where it is you can just make sure it's there all the time don't need to practice yeah but as soon as within a lesson environment or anything you approach a brand new subject practice time goes up again You know, you go from technique to style. If you're really great with your technique and suddenly you learn all these stylistic things, it's like, blimey, I'm going to have to start practicing Mm. again more. So, yeah, like you say, who who you are, what you're doing, what you're approaching next really changes for everybody, doesn't it? Yeah. And And the best singers in the world, I mean, some of the opera singers could be described as that, couldn't they? Yes. And blimey, they are so accurate, I don't think you can get to that accuracy without spending hours a day. It's
1: interesting you say there about the... You get to a point where there may not be, and it may three hours a day for ten years. Is that what it is? I'm, I'm
0: oh, what to get ten thousand hours of practice? <laughs> that's it, yeah, yeah. They say, te- "For anyone's not familiar with the with the um, the quote, ten thousand hours of practice is where people are considered to be a, a master at what they've done, and that's purposeful practice. Mm, mm. Like you've sat down and you've put time aside to practice, and yeah, broken down. I can't remember what it is. Is it like? Is it like an
1: hour and a half per day?" I thought it was three hours a day. It yeah. might be three yeah, hours a day yeah, for yeah. ten years. Yeah, yeah right. That
0: sounds like a long time, doesn't yeah. it?
1: But if that's what it takes, if that's what you want to get to in life, then if that's your goal, then... Yeah, I definitely spend three hours in the toilet every day, I think. You've got... You I'm, needed, I'm you needed... definitely
0: a master, I've been doing that for You're 30, a 32
1: years. You're a master? 32 <laughs> years! You <laughs> <laughs> need to go to the doctors or something. I'm really good at going to the toilet. That's not good. Clearly, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a master at being in the lavatory. I wonder if there's a... Was it the law of diminishing returns? Oh, go on then. Well, just th- are you slagging me off again? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about your, your toilet habit. You're trying to make me sound like a narcissistic goon again? Just. <laughs> I don't need to try. <laughs> Thing is, I just wonder whether. I mean, maybe that's a study to be done one day. Whether it has or not already, I'm not sure. But if there's just too much that can be done, and then after that, it just starts to reverse a little bit. Who knows? Well, I don't know.
0: With, with, um, with the tiredness in the voice. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so true. You could easily dip your toe into the problem area um, with every practice session. I've known people to get nodules from practicing. They've had, say within five months, they might have had two or three gigs, but they've ended up with nodules, Mm. which points towards, yeah, maybe excessive practice, but excessive practice maybe with a functional issue or crack or imbalance that has ultimately resulted in um, something that usually professional singers with a heavy schedule get. So that's that's an example I can think yeah. of where, where, where practicing becomes too much. So you, you've, you've got to monitor how good you feel and how well you're singing. But providing you're doing everything really well,
1: every time you practice, you'll just um, improve more. So I hope that helps, Adam. I mean, the answer really is it depends, but 10 to 15 minutes a day probably yeah. will work. All right a summary that's (laughs) (laughs) that could be a
0: short podcast couldn't it we should just shorten them to 10 minutes yes next time
1: so So that's that's the questions that's the questions done
0: i hope that hope that's good and there's some great subjects i mean they they are so wide Mm. uh, yeah i had a lot less pinned down for those questions than we actually said (laughs) because it just until you start talking about it
1: you just don't realize how far that can open up. It really does, yeah. Absolutely insane. Hope I just really hope that there, there can be some sense gained from uh, the points that we made there, because uh, there are some rants. So there you go. Yes, that's it.
0: So we've um, that's well, that's our questions. We've got our YouTube segment.
1: Yeah, and this is this comes from a lot of people asking about something in particular, which is actually riffing, running. Melismas, whatever you want to call them. Yes, yeah, scats, whatever. Improv. These videos are just so great for that because what they do, they, they outline how easy it is. It does require time, but how actually straightforward it is. Because there's so many people that say to me, "I cannot riff. Uh, I just can't do it. It's something something that other people do. It's not something that I do. I'm this kind of like classical singer. Yeah. But actually, it's just another process you just need to go through in order to uh, address it. A decade, yeah. you know, And these videos are on YouTube, as you say, and they're from a lady called Natalie Weiss. Should we spell that? Go for it. N-A-T-A-L-I-E, that's Natalie, and Vice is W-E-I-S-S. It's a series called Breaking Down the Wrist, and I know you mentioned that you use number three a lot. Episode three, Episode three is, three. The, co- is yeah. the coolest one, yeah. Yeah, it's the one I pick out as well. So here it is, just for a, a little snippet. Okay. Here we go. Da da da, 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 da da to love. Great. Okay. Now a little faster. To Da-da-da-da. To love. To love. Great, she even added her own flavour there.
0: Amazing. There you have it. She is so quick. Bless her, student, for being composed. Blimey. I've, I've got a feeling she's done that before. Yeah, that's putting you on the spot. Yeah. Can edit that a bit. But but the great thing about Natalie is, like, like a lot of people who might consider themselves not to be in the right genre for this... Natalie is a musical theatre singer and a really talented one as well. She tours with um, the uh, US show of Les Mis, so she sings Soprano One. She sings really classic, classically trained, balanced stuff. Beautiful voice. Beautiful, but she can turn her hand to the nimbleness of riffing and that's something that she would have had to purposely choose to do. She would have taken that, that, that um, angle as well as the classical stuff. So I just I just think she's a, an amazing
1: role model for someone who's taking on different stuff. And I think that really comes down to the freedom in her voice and how you can hear it in there, can't you? She's able to just run all over the place because she just has no, well, very, very few barriers, it seems, in, yep. with her voice. And, you
0: know, a little while back, I actually tweeted her and we had a short conversation on email just about how she practices. practices. And she literally practices day and night she's a massive advocate for it and uh, i'm sure oh she's such a talent and she does a song does not she with Scott Allen called um distance. the, Di- the yeah. distance you have come if you youtube Scott Allen the distance you have come as well you can hear her voice in action
1: that song is rocking a great song i love the choir on that as well yeah so um that'll be in the show notes anyway <laughs> yeah go to, to that take a look at but
0: and that is the slash 6 Number six, just type in the number six. Um, But related to that, actually, in January, we have some amazing guests on the show. Um, One of them is Josh Alamu, who is the king of riffs. He is amazing at riffs and runs. And he will be um, uh, on our show giving us some guidance and you guys some guidance on how to approach beginning to get riffs and runs into your vocal repertoire. Which will be quite awesome. And then in January we also have Lynn Hilton, who is uh, um, coming from the angle of uh, being a vocal athlete, and she has got an amazing past. She used to be a nurse on film sets. She worked on it's Shaun insane. of the Dead as a nurse, and so she and she's a very experienced, very experienced singing teacher. Yeah. She was a jazz vocalist. She sang. She lived in New York, London, and Australia. She's done a lot of
1: stuff, and she's so cool. So she's got to talk to us about that and other stuff. And we're very fortunate to have those guys in our circle, and actually to have them on the podcast, so honestly, you do not want to miss those yeah. those episodes. I think that's it, really, for today. That's
0: it. So if you'd like to keep in touch with us, um, obviously, you can email us at tmvquestions at gmail.com, or... Pinterest and Twitter are both at TNV Questions. Yep. Facebook is forward slash TNV Questions. Um, like we said, oh, the YouTube channel, um, The Naked Vocalist TV. Um, but as we said before, please get yourself to the Facebook page or our website and register for the mailing list because next year, not only podcasts um, are coming out that are free, but a whole bunch of other great stuff that you guys can take away for free to work on your voices and, and anything. As always, we would love a review on iTunes. Please, please, if you go to the dot com forward slash podcast, it will take you straight to the iTunes page. Just click on the five star bit,
1: and please leave us a, re- a review, as that
0: helps us to be found. Yeah,
1: aside from making us look really cool, it uh, gets uh, iTunes cooler. I'd like to think we're cooler already, so it's co- we're cooler, much cooler, a little bit cool, a little bit cooler, cause really not, cool. not much
0: left though, is there? We're pretty much at the top.
1: Aside from that, iTunes will also yeah dish this stuff out on the front page and stuff, which obviously makes it easier for people to find. And if somebody's on their phone, I've got an audition next week and I don't know what to do, my voice is screwed, I need some help, and they put in singing into their iTunes search, the likelihood is we'll be found and we will help, we'll We come to the rescue. Like Iron Man. Like Iron Man. There we go. As Iron Man. With Iron
0: Man. Right, There you have it. Episode six done. Bish bash bosh. We'll see you in two weeks.